Welcome to Health Setters Podcast. On this podcast, Diana Mason, registered nurse and host of this program, is joined by Angela Rose, a registered nurse and graduate student at SUNY Delhi, for a conversation about workplace incivility and how the relationships between those occupying a healthcare workplace can impact the multiple facets of patient care. This podcast first aired on Health Cetera in the Catskills on WIOX Radio on December 15th, 2021. Civility in the workplace or incivility in the workplace is a major problem in many workplaces. We want more civility, but too many places, <clears throat> they're really incivil environments. And the way people treat each other and speak to each other can be very uncivil. So this happens not just in healthcare, but it's particularly a problem in healthcare because we have evidence that when it's an uncivil environment, <coughs> excuse me, incivil environment, that it has an impact on the quality and safety of care as well as the costs of care. The COVID has had a, a particular effect and a, a very concerning effect on the healthcare workforce, including the nursing workforce, and is exacerbating what had already been a concerning nursing and healthcare shortage. So it's all the more important that we pay attention to the costs emotionally, in terms of workforce, in terms of quality and safety and availability of healthcare in, uh, for everyone um, because, and, and do something about incivility in the workplace. We have to address this if we're going to assure that we have enough healthcare workers and that they are able to provide the kind of care um, that is of high quality and is very safe. Well. One nurse, Angela Rose, who is a, a graduate student at SUNY Delhi, has been very concerned about this, and I had the opportunity to interview her yesterday. She couldn't come on live today because of her other job, but I interviewed her about her interest in this topic, and she talks about what she's learned about incivility, and here is that interview. I want to welcome Angela Rose to Health Cetera in the Catskills. Thank you, Angela, for joining me today. Thank you, Diana. I'm glad to be here. So how did you get this interest in civility in the workplace? What, what, uh, what piqued your interest? I'm assuming you had your own experience within civility. Uh, I did, in fact. And uh, my interest in civility really began when I first entered the nursing profession. I was a graduate nurse waiting to sit for my NCLEX exam, and I had been hired at a local hospital in central New York. On my first day at my new job, I was met with a great deal of hostility, unfortunately, from the nurse that I was scheduled to shadow. Some of her first words to me were, I don't get paid enough to have to show you how to be a nurse. Whoa. You should know what you're doing. Wow. Um, so not only was it unexpected. It was extremely hurtful. I had been so eager and excited to care for patients and begin my career, uh, but that experience uh, had me feeling immediately incompetent due to how I was treated by my preceptor. So it was really this first interaction in the profession 
that sparked my interest in civility and my commitment to making the workplace a more positive environment. You know, it's surprising because she was a new nurse once. And so she also had to learn the hard way. You know, you, you come in, you, you're never prepared enough to start that new job. I don't care what program you go to. It, you, you start that first day on, on the new job as, as an RN, and it's pretty scary. Um, and preceptors uh, are put there to help guide you. So it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't get the guidance, not only that you needed, but that you deserved um, when, when you started your work. Um, and, and was that an isolated incident? It wasn't an isolated incident. I feel that I've experienced a lot of incivility in the workplace, um, as, as have my coworkers and my peers. I think that registered nurses are, it's a very common occurrence amongst us. And so what do we mean by incivility? I'm, I'm being rude. Yeah, yeah. So incivility is defined by the American Nurses Association as uh, disrespectful or impolite actions that are used one or more times. Um, uncivil actions really have a wide range in their degree, their impact, and their intentionality. And it can cause a lot of widespread issues amongst nursing professionals. Those behaviors can include something as coy as an eye roll to something more obvious, such as a direct verbal attack. Um, a 2016 study by Hun et al. found that those harmful social behaviors can really create discord amongst the individual parties um, that can lead to toxic, harmful environments to work or learn in. Uh, you know, incivility really impacts healthcare in so many areas. Uh, uh, Armstrong 2018 noted that uh, incivility can have uh, severe effects on a nurse's mental health, including post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, patient safety, quality of patient care, increased absenteeism and increased nurse turnover, uh, which results in increased organizational spending. And despite interventions to decrease the issue of incivility uh, in organizations all across the world, it still remains prevalent in many areas of the nursing field, uh, from hospitals to classrooms. Angela, I, I want to drill down a little bit more deeply on the impact of incivility on quality, in particular quality of care and safety of patients. But do, do you think that, is there something about healthcare and working in healthcare organizations? Or is it, do you see it isolated to nursing? Um, what is it that, um, it, 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 that is leading to this being something that we know is an issue in healthcare? Are we just talking about it more than other industries may be talking about it? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Um, a lot of data shows that incivility is rampant in the hospital setting for a variety of reasons. Uh, some of those reasons include inadequate staffing ratios, uh, issues with technology, poor leadership, uh, poor management, and the stress just related to working in such an acute environment. Um, a literature review was performed in 2018 by Bombi et al. And they sought to examine the prevalence of workplace incivility, uh, lateral violence, and bullying amongst registered nurses. And they included 79 scholarly articles in their search. And it was found that workplace incivility prevalence 
ranges between 67.5% and 90.4% for nurses. Uh, and it, this is why most registered nurses, we're, we, are, are, we are far too familiar with the saying, nurses eat their young. Um, yes. So it, it's a problem and it's, it's been around for a long time. Why do, you, why do you think it's so bad in nursing? I think that it's so bad in nursing because there's such high stakes involved with our profession. Um, it's a very stressful environment. Uh, and you know, I, I don't know all of the answers as to why it's so prevalent in nursing. Um, I just think that there's, there's a lot of stress related to, our, to the nursing profession and healthcare. I have my own opinion on this. <laughs> yes. I, th I think one of the reasons it's so prevalent within nursing is because we have a huge responsibility with often and usually without the matching authority to make the decisions that we really have to make. Absolutely. It's, it's a, a, a very hierarchical environment in hospitals. I mean, for years, you know, years ago, nurses would get up out of their chair if a physician walked into the room. They were expected to give up the chairs. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I have my own, um, it, it, my own dealings with um, incivility, but as abuse, what's called abusive behavior in healthcare. I was the editor of the American Journal of Nursing for a decade from 1999 to 2009. And while I was there, we published two articles by a physician and his co a colleague he had, um, uh, Dr. Alan Rosenthal. And it was around physician abusive behaviors towards nurses. And the fact that this was so common, so prevalent, uh, I, 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 in the 1990s, I worked in a New York City hospital where an OBGYN surgeon was known to throw tantrums in the OR and throw instruments at people uh -huh. in the OR. So there's this, this, uh, this hierarchical order that physicians can behave any way they want and everybody's supposed to take it. So if I'm the nurse and I've been taken from the physician, then when I have the opportunity to dish it out to somebody else, I might dish it out to somebody else. Um, the interesting thing about Rosenthal's articles were that he asked nurses, what impact did it have? What, did it matter that a physician was abusive towards you? What he found was that nurses said, absolutely. If I know this physician is on call, I'm not going to call him about his patient. If I know that when I, call, if I'm working nights and I call a physician and the physician screams at me for calling him about a patient whose condition is deteriorating, I'm never calling him again on nights. And, and so patients, patient care can suffer. And it can be a real safety issue. And that was one of the reasons why he was really concerned about this. And at the same time, Angela, we, there was work, it was so prevalent that there was the Joint Commission that accredits healthcare organizations, including hospitals, issued what's called a zero tolerance policy, calling for hospitals and healthcare organizations to adopt a policy that said there will be zero tolerance of any abusive behavior by anyone in the workplace. And some institutions did this, um, and, and those that really took the lead, 
the policy applied to everyone. So if a physician was abusive to somebody else, that physician was given a warning. And if it happened the second time, the physician was dismissed. Now that's a pretty big step to take and it requires a huge organizational commitment if that physician generates revenue by bringing patients into the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so my interest in this topic has been huge and I, I sort of assumed that things had gotten better. What do you think? Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, as you stated, interprofessional collaboration has been proven to increase, you know, positive patient outcomes. Um, interestingly, interestingly uh, researchers Triber and Jones in 2018 analyzed survey responses of recent graduate nurses of Bachelor of Science in Nursing programs where over half of the participants admitted to making a medication error. Uh, But just as you had noted, an astonishing 25% of those nurses who made an error would not report it. And their reasons were because they were too fearful of providers uh, and or the senior nursing staff um, to be able to question a verbal order. And, you know, though I agree that some steps have been taken in that instances of physician abuse towards nurses has perhaps slightly decreased. There's still too much incivility between the, those uh, populations occurring. Uh, we as professionals have to change the hostile culture uh, in order to avoid burnout and unnecessary stress, which contributes to those poor patient satisfaction, um, poor patient care, increased staff turnover and increased spending for the facilities that this incivility is happening in. Um, you know, you're raising a really good point here and, and that has to do with staff turnover and that very much affects costs. And I want people to think about right now, we've got major workforce issues in healthcare. People have left the bedside. They feel brutalized by not just caring for people repeatedly who are dying from COVID um, and people who come in often, you know, telling them, take their masks off and treating them terribly, but also from a public community that used to refer to them as heroes. And now uh, if they go out into their communities, they can be harassed by people who, um, you know, don't agree with them wearing a mask or, or uh, getting vaccinated. Um, so it, it's a particularly difficult time. And, and so this whole idea of how, uh, how do you reduce turnover during a time when the turnover is pretty great right now? And that turnover, we know that for every nurse that a hospital has to replace, it takes them usually at least a year and it may cost up to eighty dollars and $90,000 per nurse to replace by the time you figure that the recruitment time, the replacement time, you know, whether it's hiring a travel nurse or a per diem nurse, it's very costly to have turnover. So it really, to me, behooves institutions to pay attention to what is the culture of their organization. Is it one that really tries to support and demands that employees be civil to each other and try to create a supportive environment. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't want to work somewhere where it is so caustic that um, you feel beaten up by the end of the day. Absolutely. And I, I think that 
part of the perplexing uh, thing about incivility is that the profession of nursing and many professions in healthcare really are rooted in characteristics yeah. such as kindness and compassion. Um, and, and the people who choose to work in this profession do so usually because we have a deep desire to help others. Um, and it seems obvious that nurses would want to exemplify caring attributes to demonstrate the qualities needed to care uh, for those who are most vulnerable. However, you know, it's clearly not the reality. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uncivil behaviors happen frequently, and it's proven that incivility perpetuates a culture of incivility, and it has major implications mm -hmm. uh, regarding safety events and poor patient outcomes. Yeah. Um, you know, when nurses behave in an uncivil manner, it heavily influences other nurses' mental health. And it results in feelings of incompetence and low self-esteem. And it impacts the nurse's ability to properly care for patients. And uh, that was well-researched by Bombi et al. in 2018. Um, researchers found it can lead to patient safety issues such as medication errors, increases in falls, hospital-acquired infections. Um, and like you said, it it results in a significantly higher nurse turnover rate and contributes to inadequate staffing um, and that increased spending. So, so leaders do need to pay attention to this and figure out how to decrease it. So what would you do? How do you, how, how do we, how would you improve on this picture? So I really believe that hospital administrators need to be thinking about how to promote transformational leadership skills in their organizations uh, to assist nurses in being able to properly cope and respond to workplace incivility. Um, there have been a lot of interventions uh, suggested, and there was one program created by Griffin in 2004, and it really seems promising. So Griffin's program helps nurses to recognize and respond effectively to workplace incivility. Uh, the program really offers education to nurses about incivility and teaches them how to verbally respond to offenders in an assertive but calm manner. And they do this through role play. Uh, so the nurses are also given small cards that they can attach um, to their badges so that they have reminders on how to respond when they are faced with uncivil behaviors. And really interesting, the pilot study that Griffin did, um, the nurses were given the training and they were followed up one year after that training concluded. The interventions revealed a 100% um, decrease in bullying behaviors on the units that the nurses worked in. Wow. Yeah, and so I feel like the success of that program is really, really promising as a way to markedly improve civility in healthcare. Um, you know, we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep promoting and demanding a healthy, positive environment to work um, because that's how we're going to engage staff and have them become enthusiastic again about working in the healthcare setting. You know, Angela, we're in society right now. You know, we, we had a president who was a bully um, and yeah. we, and that behavior I think has been picked up um, by by some in our society that bullying is okay, threatening people, intimidating them is okay. Um, and I, I think we really have to push back on this. I, I was in my last um, full-time job, 
there was actually a faculty member who was a bully and everybody was afraid of her. And yeah. she was in a meeting with me and wanted to bring up a, a problem, you know, something I had made a mistake in something or somebody I was working with had made a mistake and she wanted to rehash it again. And she was being very accusatory. And I said, we're not going to do that. One, it wasn't on the agenda. And I said, we can discuss that outside the meeting. We're not going to discuss it here. And she kept trying. And I said, no, we're not going to discuss it here. And I, I, I set my foot down. It was like, no, I'm calling the limits on this. And I was running the meeting anyway. And I think it was important that other members of the committee see that you can stop the bully. You can say, no, you will not put up with the bullying. You will not um, permit the discussion to continue the way it was going. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we, we have to set boundaries. We do. Yes. Um, there's the stakes are too high to not set boundaries. And, and we should all be working together to create a more civil environment yeah. to work and learn. And, you know, you mentioned faculty and civility. That's it does start in academia. Yes, um, it does. Nurses learn how to eat their young when they are faced with in civil faculty members yeah. and those faculty members are to act as a role model to student nurses. Yeah. Their job is to teach them how to behave professionally. Yeah. They have a plethora of knowledge and education regarding incivility and they need to show that they need to role model those behaviors. Yeah. Um, so we have to stop it at its source, you yeah. know, but we also yeah. have to deal with the fact that it's it is widespread well angela mm -hmm. rose i don't know why anybody would want to be incivil to you or bully you um my experience with you is that you are a very kind and thoughtful and caring person and uh, maybe some people but you're also strong and uh, i'm sure if you were back at that day one um with that preceptor you know you you could probably uh have a different response to her to set those boundaries with her so i appreciate you you paying attention to this issue and for coming on to health center in the catskills today to talk about this uh incivility in the workplace well thank you so much you know i just i hope that we can continue to work cohesively to solve the issue of incivility um you know we always have been and we always will be better when we work together You've been listening to a podcast of HealthCetera in the Catskills. For more podcasts and discussions of important health issues and policies affecting health, go to HealthCetera's website and blog at www.healthmediapolicy.com. That's www.healthmediapolicy.com. This podcast was produced by Dr. Diana Mason and production assistant Kai Volsey.